So in today's episode, we have Andrew Briggs, and he is my personal trainer. He has completely changed my life in the fitness journey, and we really talk about how we got connected, the things that we've been going through life in our business, and some emotional courses that we took um, just just recently. So we talk about a little bit of our, our stories. So hope you enjoy. Thanks. Before we do the intro, okay. go and grab a blue icy. All right, so we got some cookies from Crumble, everybody. Okay. Uh, this is like my last week of bulking, so I'm eating as much shit as I can. So nice. this is supposed to be like the blue raspberry, like Slurpees, okay? So okay. boom, cheers. Boom. I love cheers. you, bro. Love you too, man. Mm. You know what? It, what does it remind you? It really does taste like a blue icy. That's what it is, right? Mm hmm. Mm. The oh, thing that's is, what it is. I don't know if I like that flavor in cookie form. But it tastes like it tastes exactly like it. It is a blue. Yeah, that's exactly what it yeah, is. Yeah, that is crazy. All right, we'll we'll sprinkle these in throughout the rest of it. Okay, sweet. <clears throat> okay. <sighs> oh gosh, this is this is different being on the other side. Now. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm excited. <laughs> it's kind of intimidating. I'm like, okay, wow. Okay. No. Hey, uh, th this is part of the podcast anyway. So welcome to uh, Glenn's Mobile Podcast. I have here yeah. Andrew Briggs. Hello, hello. Yes, sir. I've known Andrew Briggs through Rachel Briggs, your sister. Yep. And um, and uh, I don't know. I just uh, I'm, I'm excited to have you here because I really want to talk about fitness and what you're Heck all yeah. about. And we've been following each other ever since 2000 want to say 14 or 15 mm -hmm. give or take and yeah. that's actually one of the things i'm going to talk about oh man oh, that, yeah, that's all I, know. I know yeah you know i don't know if, like even the times that um on like my podcast and stuff like that i don't think i've ever actually talked about that period of time which is really funny i want to talk about it because i think it's very yeah. it's raw it's like real and it's it's something we both went through. It's also just like such a strange thing. It's it's so funny because like, as you're saying this, like right before I put my phone down, someone commented on one of my pieces of content and just uh, jokingly says like, oh yeah, dude, it's like a pyramid scheme. And it wasn't about, it wasn't about muscle level marketing at all, but it made me laugh that they said, oh, it's like a pyramid scheme. And now we're like talking about that shit. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, dude, it's, ah, oh, dude, what a weird period of time. Well, uh, let's look. <clears throat> Actually, let's, let's go straight to it. Like, since it's about the pyramid scheme, what? Mm. Uh, since that's really when I met you, anyways. Like, really, initially, that is the first time I met you yeah. through a multi-level marketing. Well, it, I'll, I'll say it was the first time that you and I like really became um, <clears throat> like we'd met. You know, yeah. like, hey, hello, seeing each other in person, walked past each other in school and stuff like that, and we're like aware that, you know. I, I was aware that you were my sister's friend. I don't know if you were aware that I was her brother or whatever, but like, I was definitely more aware of you because you had a YouTube channel. I thought that was fucking cool. Um, but uh, yeah, it's in, in fact just a real quick funny thing for the listeners. I like idolized Glenn at one point in time because you were the only person that I knew who had a YouTube channel, and I was like, "Fuck, I want to do that." And now it's it's so funny to like have you being the person who's like helping me build my channel and shit. You know, it's just like a really <laughs> yeah. really funny. I don't know. Life's life's just kind of weird like that sometimes. But but yeah. So um, I I have this distinct memory where <clears throat> I come to the first. Are you okay if we mention what the business was? Yeah, sure. I don't okay, know. it was uh, Amway. So um, for those of you who aren't aware, it's a multi-level marketing company. They're not legally a pyramid scheme, but that's probably what people think of when they think of multi-level marketing. You know, you mm -hmm. recruit somebody, you get points from them, that makes you make more money. Yada yada. And um, <clears throat> I remember I walked up 
to uh, your house and they were going to be showing, quote, the business plan. And I was like, I know you. And you were like, you do? And I was like, yeah, my sister, Rachel Briggs. And you go, Rachel Briggs. Wow. And like then, you know, we kind of like real briefly talked. And then that was kind of my first real, real dip into the business was like that meeting with you. Because I had been, I would gotten the you know, the explanation, someone had told me what it was about and everything like that. And I was like, okay, it seems kind of weird, but you know, then I meet you and it's, it's funny actually, because if it had been anyone else, if I hadn't met you, someone that I knew, I don't know if I would have actually gotten in because you were almost the piece of social proof for me where it's like, okay, this isn't just a thing, right? This is someone I know. Right. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that was, that's actually something I'm kind of realizing now was that like realizing that it was you as opposed to just some random person. I was like, I was like, okay, so it's, it's not bullshit. Like, you know, a real person is here that I know who's not trying to screw me over. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Wow. I was going to say too, like what's crazy was gosh, when you got in, in, in the business, like <clears throat> dude, you were doing, you're doing so well. Like I was, dude, I was so jealous of you. Like, I can't even tell you, like, because your, your sales skills were so impressive. I was like, dude, your sales skills were are impressive, even to this day. Like, I appreciate that. I mean, you've, yeah, you've told me a couple sales where you've got basically a big chunk of money for mm. just talking and anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, know, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, I, know, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, Oof. no refunds. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. That and, was a wild one. But you, you're, you're so good at sales, man. I, I know you are. And I've, I, I remember you being the sales guy, like, mm. not just, like, selling the products, but also, like getting people in and whatever but i mean long story short it's just like it is what it is like the, the business was the business and uh, yeah what is what is something you learned out of it what's something you gained out of it um man you know i've i've thought about it a lot and it's um there'll be like periods of life that i kind of think about you know like um oh that happened before this or that happened after it you know like people say there's like dividing points of your life so it's like I can think of certain things like, um, oh, this was before I went to Europe the first time, but it was after I started in the business. Or, okay, this was after high school, but before I started the business, you know? So it's like, I have these to kind of like connect memories to. So it's it's funny because that was such a significant thing in my life that I just, I won't say I'm upset that I did it, but it's like, as, as rough as that period was getting through that shit and just having to come to terms with the fact that, you know, it was a scam. Um, it was still a really significant event and it made me, it made me branch out a lot more. Um, <clears throat> it got me very comfortable with hearing no. Cause even, even doing sales and stuff, you know, you get told no all the time, but even, doing this it was like there was such a higher percentage of no and then just even being able to approach people i mean you know when i was playing music and i was like you know the band guy or whatever like everybody wants to meet the people in the band and shit like that mm -hmm. even if it's a small band so i could walk up to someone and they're like oh cool like it's the guy from the band you know <laughs> but then when i'm just some fucking guy on the street and i walk up to someone and it's like hey who are you what are you about yada yada and you know you have to actually find a way to engage someone in conversation like it grew my sales skills a lot, but it also got me back into reading. That's true. It did get me back into reading yeah, too. And I, I read a shitload. You That's know, right. Now. Yeah. Same what about you? No, uh, same thing. I think uh, the books, uh, listening to 
surrounding yourself with like good people that are making more money than me like all the basic essential yeah. business yeah. mindset yeah and uh what else the books was definitely one of them mm-hmm. that was the biggest thing but the cons or, or the pros about that was I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you with the nose like the nose i don't i don't care anymore yeah it doesn't affect me they yeah it's like no if mm-hmm. it's just part of their they're not saying no to me they're just saying no to themselves yeah at that moment in time mm-hmm. maybe later on they'll yeah. need a video or whatever i do yeah and i'm sure the same thing to you is, yeah 100% dude because like the, the other thing too is like whenever someone says no to you know a, a product a service or whatever it's oftentimes it's not even really no it's it's like you said it's it's them say, to some extent saying no to themselves but it's also just sometimes it is as simple as like hey I need more information or hey I don't have the fucking money you know <laughs> like when someone says no to me it's not because like what I provide my training my nutrition advice my massage stuff it's not because that's not useful a lot of the the only time i get no is people are just like dude i genuinely cannot afford this and then more often than i'll be like okay well we have you at this package let's just take you down to this one it's smaller it's less involved but it's still going to get you where you want to go and be like okay cool that's perfect so it's like right "Mm." but god i don't even know if i I feel like i just talked in a circle but like the the thing that frustrates me a little bit about like the pros from the business was like they weren't exclusive to the business you know could someone right. else could someone else have got you gotten you back into reading of course could someone else have said hey the five closest people that you surround yourself with are who you're going to be most like of course someone could have said that yeah. um you know could you have gotten a, a high high volume sales job where you get told no all fucking day of course it's like that's the thing that kills me is it's like we got these various lessons out of it but how much did it fucking cost us Dude, I, I did my numbers. No. I did. You want to know it? I do. $17,500. Oh, fuck. Three that years. hurts me, dude. Three years. Exactly. Three mm. years. I quit on the exact same day. <clears throat> really? That's why I quit. The only wow. reason I quit was because of I saw the dates. And those are my numbers. Wow. Those are my numbers. Like, I didn't even realize when I signed up because I did a yeah. contract with Bryce. Right. And then on the end of the third... I remember the last day it was the same day he told me he's like hey and I looked at the days I was like there's no way that this happened the exact same day so that's why I said I'm gonna do whatever the next one wow dude that's crazy well it's 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 wild to think about if we had not been presented that other opportunity that we ended up kind of leapfrogging to we probably would have never left or who who knows how much longer we would have stuck around in it for and like you know it ultimately what it what it took was not so much um, hey this is a scam it was it was hey this is a scam but it's also screwing over people quote below us you know the people that you recruit they're actually getting fucked over yeah and that was what ultimately got Bryce to talk to us about it he was just like look like the value that I believed was here when I showed it to you guys isn't yeah and I mean it it took it took a lot of fucking balls and a lot of humility for him to say that because I know that when he was talking to me about it I was fucking pissed Dude, I was so like, gosh, why would he do that? Yeah. Like, when it's betrayal. The right? fact that he had that realization and told us about it, I was just like, I was like, damn, dude. Like, in, in hindsight, it's like, wow, you realized this and actually told us. You owned up to it, you know? Yeah, that's right. It's huge. It's huge. Because so many people, so many people in that fucking business, dude, like, they just... Just keep their mouth shut. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, as you get higher up through the brand, or through the ranks and stuff like that, you learn more about it and you learn how much money you're actually making 
off of other people's efforts, which ultimately right. at the end of the day, like that is how capitalism works. That's how pretty much any business with employees <laughs> works. Right. But it's like, at least in a job, you know what you're getting. You know that you're eating a shit sandwich. <laughs> this this job gives you a shit or this job this business gives you a shit sandwich and dresses it up like it's a fucking steak dinner you know oh gosh that's the best way to put it that's right Ugh. like oh look you have this opportunity no you have a scam and a job put together right and you don't even make money you pay money, money. for it yep insanity right? and in hindsight i always <clears throat> say like you know what you know I'm, I'm the other way i always try to see the things on the positive side i said mm. you know what that was seventeen thousand five hundred dollars investment for reading books getting rejected learning how to public speak yep. like i just see it the other way around yep. like i can talk to anybody now yeah i can walk to anybody i can i can mm-hmm. see their body language i mean i have so much yeah. uh personal what is it people skills yeah yep so it's 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 one of those things where you almost it's like you you have to you have to find a way to put a positive spin on it because if you don't, it's just so fucking depressing it to is. think about. Cause it's like, I mean, I don't know what mine's at, but it's probably, if you, if you were at 17 for three years, I think I was like two years, two and some change. How long were you in before I came in? Three years. No, before I came in. Oh, uh, what is it before? Probably like a year. Probably a year. Okay. So yeah, I was probably about two years into it or something like that. Got it. Um, and, uh, so I'm probably somewhere around nine to twelve thousand was probably what I spent, you know, just to equate it roughly right. to what oh, okay. you were doing. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So it's like if I think about it in that regard, it's wow, I spent twelve thousand dollars for people to say, read a book and get uncomfortable. It's like, fuck dude. I could have I could have got hired some shitty Instagram business coach for fucking a hundred dollars a month for that much, you know? Yeah. Like oh, man. But it's it's like you have to find a way to stomach it and it's you know ultimately um if if i really look at it would i right now have a cameraman have a guy who's editing my stuff have a guy who puts together you know thumbnails and pictures and all these different things had i not done that maybe but when i hit that wall where i was like i can't make my own fucking content anymore and i was like i need to hire someone i'm like I don't know anybody who does video. I know Glenn. And like, it was just fucking boom. (laughs) So it's like, if I hadn't done that, that's potentially the wall that I would have hit is I don't know anyone who does videography. Mm. Boom. Dead end. Here I go. Business crashes and burns. And before we get into the video stuff, I really want to talk to, I want another piece of that. Oh yeah, dude. All right. We we got birthday cake, chocolate cake, or s'more. Ooh, let me try that s'more. That s'more. All righty. Here, I'll grab this one just so my finger's not all over yours. All right, cheers. Cheers, cheers to fucking weird shit. <laughs> mm. That is a s'more. Oh, it is a s'more. 100% that tastes like a s'more. Oh, my mm. God. So That's good. crazy. Mm. Guys, I'm so sorry about the mouth sounds. It's <laughs> all good. Getting some free ASMR. <laughs> um, I was going <clears> to <throat> ask you, um, before we get into like talking about your video stuff and, mm. and your business, I want to talk, you said something in the, in the conversation, depression. So after you quit, right, multi-level marketing with Amway, mm-hmm. how did you feel after? What did you feel? Severely the, depressed. Is that right? Severely depressed, man. Can you talk about it? Like, what, what is it that you went through your head? What is it that, what happened during that period? I felt like I had a purpose finally, you know? Um, we all have this idea 
of what we're going to achieve and do and be and provide. And in a regular nine to five, unless you have, you know, a very in-demand set of skills, you know, you're a nurse, you're a doctor, you're a mechanic, you're probably never going to make $100,000 a year, right? So I had goals like paying off my mom's house. Um, ooh, you know what? That is something that, that the business did is it allowed me to dream bigger than I ever thought that I could. True. I would have never came up with a fucking dream like that had I not heard someone else say that. And then I was like, what the fuck? You can do that? So then that becomes like a reality. You know, you don't know what you can dream until somebody else throws it out there. And it's like, fuck, that's a realistic thought. Like, that's not insane. So that was another benefit of it. But nice. <clears throat> so I, um, hmm. I was depressed because I, when, I, when I was doing it, I finally felt like I had an answer. You know, this is how I'm going to have that life. This is how I'm going to provide for my loved ones. And, uh, you know, as, as much as people hate to admit it, to a large extent, what it is to be a man is what can you provide? And people don't like hearing that shit nowadays because it's like, oh, you're, you know, it's the fucking patriarchy it's this it's that it's, yada, yada. It's, like, it's like look man like here's here's the fucking reality is most jobs that men have are outcome and output based you know it is us physically using our body to do something and usually the reason that you know we attain love from others is because of what we are able to do or be it is not just like us existing we have to provide something I, I don't know how else to say it so it's like when it felt like that got taken away from me, I was like, fuck, hmm. I'm worthless. Right. I can't provide for loved ones. I will never be able to create this life that I want for my family. I'm never going to be a high enough value person for, you know, to, to attract the person that I want to marry. And it just, I mean, it really fucking hit me where it was just like, I don't, like, it's, it's just not possible now. I was so fucking sad, man. And just, even now, I think back to the fact that there are people in that business, and granted they are screwing people over left and right, but there's this teeny little part of me, this 1% of me that goes, but fuck dude, if I was getting paid $250,000, would I be taking that position? Would I switch places with those people because they're making that much fucking money? And screwing over that many people. And one out of a hundred times, I would probably choose it. Really? I mean, think about it, dude. It's it's the simple reality of... And I'm only saying this because I'm being totally honest. Yeah, yeah. If right now you could flip your life and just at the snap of a finger, you are able to pay off your entire family's debt. You're able to buy yourself the house that you want. You're able to have the car that you want. You're making so much money. You go on vacations all the fucking time. You have all these wealthy friends who just do all these cool things. You just got to fuck over like 100 people. One of those times, <laughs> one of those times, anybody would pick that. It's just the reality. It's, uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess you're right. And the only thing that I would, that would I would think in my point of view would be because oh here's here's the thing I wouldn't would I find out would my subconscious kick in or I mean not my subconscious just would my conscious kick in would I know that I'm screwing <clears> people <throat> over would I know because when I was in the business I thought I was doing the right thing I didn't know yep. right so does that keep going 
until you keep growing it's like oh i'm still doing the right thing i'm still helping people i'm making the right. money right well no and that's that's how they're able to keep you in but it's um you know that uh that that joke um about like the joker and batman is um batman is the joker or batman is not the joker just because of one decision they are the same fucking thing except they made one different choice so imagine all these things in your life just you're one slight decision away from being a piece of shit we all are Correct. we're all one little fucking decision away from having become this terrible person or maybe this person who has this idea that they're a good person and is just screwing over people left and right because a lot of the people in that business probably don't think they're fucking people over but a lot of them probably know they're fucking people over and don't care and i don't know which one's scarier <laughs> like i don't know which one's fucking weird that you don't know that you're doing it or that you do know you're doing it and you don't care but it's like if you know instead of living this this nice life that you're living you know, like, you got a fucking house, you got a good family, you make good money running your own business. Imagine you were working a nine-to-five making minimum wage right now, and someone says, hey, how'd you like $250,000 a year, you just got to fuck some people over? Suddenly that shit looks a lot better. <laughs> By the grace of the fact that you and I are successful, we don't want to fuck people over. Yeah. It's weird. I know, I wouldn't want, I don't know, that's just me. But I know what you're saying, though, there's that... There's that dilemma. It's a, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. We're, we're able we're able to in this position. Yeah. Say fuck no, I wouldn't take that. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Because we have good lives and everything like that. Exactly. But again, you ask pretty much anybody. Mm-hmm. One one out of a hundred times, they're probably gonna be like, I can do that. It's fucking weird, dude. That's crazy. Nobody's perfectly ethical. It's fucking crazy. Oh man. All right. So after your depression. Um, what did you do? What did, uh, what changed? What, uh, you were still, I think you were still working at the, I still work in fitness connection. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. You were still working there. Okay. So what, what, where was the transition? Where was the like, aha moment? Where is the like, Hey, I found what I want to do. Or I decided, you know what? I'm tired of this or Um, my depression. One of my, one of my old best friends, uh, Zach, actually, he hit me up and was like, Hey, I found a training center that we can train independently at. Does he and train with Reset You? Uh, no, 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 that's um, Zach? no, Zach. No, not that no. one. Yeah, it's a diff- different company, but um, no, that's that's Glenn that you're thinking of. Glenn's Reset You. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Zach's like, hey, there's this place that we can train independent at, and I was like, fuck, I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I have a big enough clientele, and you know, freaking out. I'm like, shit, how do we leave this gym without violating our non-compete? Blah blah blah, and you know, we just basically kind of come to the decision like hey we're gonna do it and i remember having this like really like excited touching bro moment because we were like dude we're gonna do this we're gonna build up our clientele and we're gonna fucking run a business together eventually and i was fucking thrilled you know i was so excited and um we end up (laughs) jumping through a lot of crazy fucking hoops uh getting out of that gym violating our non-competes uh and we go switch to this other place start building up our clientele he got off clean. I did not. Hmm. They caught on to me. They knew what I was doing, and uh, they weren't happy. So I actually had to make it look... There's a lot more to the story that I can't say, but um, <laughs> I had to make it look like I was working just a regular job. So I ended up picking up a job bartending. Uh, oh. Yeah, so that's how I ended up there. Uh, yeah. No way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that yeah, was a real story. Isn't that fucking crazy? That's real? Yeah, so that's, that's why I started, uh, started bartending there. Uh, was because I had to make it look like I had a, like I had a job. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, and then you know I started making a ton of money bartending. I was still training on the side, making a ton of money, and I was like, 
Uh, it ended up, I believe, being when I turned 25, went to, my, went to Europe for the very first time. I think like two or three months later, um, I ended up leaving that bartending job and just going full-time training because I just like had this epiphany. I was like, fuck this. Like, I'm taking the shot, and if I fail, I fail. Nice. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. What about you? What did you, what'd you do after that? What did I do after that? Um, okay, that was at my bicycle trip, right? My, yes, yes, dude. That inspired the fuck out of me. <laughs> so that, I'm pretty sure that was why I went to Europe. You, you, uh, yep, you told me. Yeah. You told me. Yeah, because I, right. I was like, what a fucking psychopath. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, dude, I had to get out of my depression. Yeah. Somehow, yeah. some way, and because um, I was the same way, dude. I was like, dude, I was depressed for at least a year, all mm-hmm. 2017, and then 2018 hit. Uh, my aunt passed away. My dog passed away that year. Like, a lot of things happened that year. I quit, I quit the business, and... Uh, 2019 started, dude. I had nothing. I had no money. Uh, my my job laid me off too, cause they like, I, they knew something was up. Like, hey, Glenn, you're not dressing nice anymore. Like right away, Whoa. there's a transition. They're like, Whoa. oh yeah, they saw it. Like they're like, dude, something's up. And mm-hmm. I just I, I didn't have, <clears throat> dude. I, I I I this is what I did. I went back to every single person that I shared almost a business like a good yeah, friend yeah. of mine, yeah. and I apologized. Sorry, Oof. man, if I try to get you into this business mm-hmm. dude I, I promised everybody I was going to be a millionaire in like two to five years or whatever so I had to go back and then I started working at the at a pizza shop at Papa John's and I started all the way down and I was like whatever it's a job mm-hmm. and start working for a water company and then right after that something hit me I was like dude I know what I want to do like and I didn't tell anybody mm-hmm. that I was going to do this bicycle mm-hmm. ride I only told like really a few people mm-hmm. and then the next day, I was like, I mean, I thought of this because I was like, you know what? If I tell people, they're going to start putting ideas in Yes, me. yes. And I was like, you know what? I'll just do, I'll do a video. I'll be like, hey, tomorrow. I did a Facebook video. I was like, hey, tomorrow I'm heading out to San Francisco on my bicycle. Mm-hmm. So there's, nobody can say anything. Mm-hmm. It's all positive. Yeah. And they can't think of ideas yeah, quick yeah. enough. Dude, I remember seeing that. Some Someone sent it to me. I was like, do you see what Glenn's doing? And I was like, I was like no and like someone says to me i was like what the fuck is wrong with him like it was just it was so it was like one of those things that you read about you know like like oh you know fucking random people that i've never heard of do that not people i know like it's fucking insanity it was just it was so cr- so what year was that that you did that uh september 10th 2018 okay i remember the exact same day Oof. yeah yeah, I mean, it got me all the way to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Then I met a girl mm-hmm. in Hawaii. And you went to fucking Israel, dude. <laughs> Israel after that. Like, yeah. it's a whole story. Yeah, dude. It's, and have you shared that whole story? I haven't shared. I, I, there's a couple videos that I do have, yeah. I, I think you need to do a solo episode about that. I do, huh? Yeah, like, really just the, like... Fuck, you can use this as the intro for it. Uh, hey, guys, this is the crazy fucking story that Glenn uses <laughs> where he travels the world essentially on a coin flip. Like, you kind of just did it because, like, it's absolute insanity, man. Dude, I, I didn't even know how to camp either. It was my first time going what? camping. Yes. You're kidding me. I'm not kidding. I had all Bro. the camping. I bought all the camping gear, and I was like, I've never... And you did that shit in September. It's, yep. Dude, you're... Yo, you're fucking lucky, man. If you had done that shit like a month later, Dude, you'd have been freezing your ass off. I know. You probably were getting cold at nights. Uh, a little bit. No, it was like nice. It was like a nice breeze. It was okay, like okay. barely, barely, barely getting cold. Yeah, September's September's the hit miss. Uh, yeah, yeah, I love September. Yeah, like I'll yeah, ride my bike. Yes, bir- sir. Birthday cake one birthday. to fucking uh, cheers. cheers. Cheers to that shit. Traveling and doing crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. Birthday cake's not hard to do, though. You know, you just change it from a cake to a cookie. Mm, that's really good. That's a cake. Yep. Nice, man. Yeah. So that, that, that trip really inspired me to start getting back into films because I was like, hey, I can make a movie out of this. Mm. And that's why it all started. It just made a movie. And, like, I saw storytelling in a physical form. Like, because there's things that happened to me that I had to make decisions right on the spot where I had to abandon my bicycle in the middle of, like, Napa Valley. you telling me that. Yeah, so it was like, oh, I was like, this stuff happens in the movies. Like, the climax. Like, oh, or what, what would the character do, you know? It's the hero's journey, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The hero's journey. Mm -hmm. That's right. So... Um, that's why I got into filmmaking. Uh, that's what inspired me, and I just kept going. That's why I was like, oh, maybe. that's why I went after that girl, because I was like, hey, let me see how far I can dig it. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to show up. I was like, you know what? I'll do my part. I'll show up. I did my part, and there's <clears throat> there's more factors to it. And you, mm -hmm. you told me, right. like the the whole like alpha versus beta. And yeah. dude, that really that really got to. <laughs> I was like, I look back. I was like, damn, dude, that. Damn, that hit hard. I have to I have to put a disclaimer for anyone who's listening to this because the whole alpha beta thing. Is usually like, it's usually like really insufferable. People talk about that, um, and just to clarify for for anybody who's um, listening, like when I was saying the whole alpha beta thing, it wasn't. Uh, it was essentially just. Sometimes you make yourself too available for uh, you know people who don't really care for your time, and it's like okay, if you were, you know, the quote alpha of like you know your life or whatever, you're making a shitload of money, you're super successful, you know, tons of people are interested in you you have a shitload of options would you still be giving this person the time of day and it's like probably not i mean you, you would give them the time of day but would you be trying as hard as you are right now probably not okay then you're being a little pussy you know yeah. like it's i don't know dude there the thing is there's there's truth to that and it's for men and women it's yeah. like if you're giving if you're giving time to someone who doesn't want your time giving them more of your time isn't going to make them appreciate it so giving, true. giving someone some giving someone more of something that they already don't appreciate doesn't make them appreciate you anymore right it's weird no it's true no you got a good point I, I, you you hit me with that truth and i was like damn i know exactly where i was standing when i had that conversation with you yeah, <laughs> yeah i was on the on the phone outside of lighthouse and i was pacing back and forth because you called me and you were just like hey just give me like you know full stream of consciousness feedback about about me and i was like fuck all right buddy i hope you're sitting down <laughs> like <laughs> but, but it was like all that shit none of that was like to keep to put you down you know and that that was like my god man i remember i remember when i did that with one of my friends where i just was like look dude just like sock it to me you know tell me the shit about me tell me my shit and he fucking grilled me and it was like there's a difference between someone giving you feedback because they want to improve you and someone just fucking kicking you while you're down you know so it's like i honestly like i i've i've done that exercise with other friends and family like you know hey just sock it to me just give me whatever you have to say to me as long as it's constructive right and you know you you get stuff out of it bro you do it's freaky but it's it's hard because you have to be able to just shut the fuck up and listen that's right freaky it is freaky but hey it's you can either take it or leave it yeah it's up to you yeah and that's the other thing too is like the, the the one thing that's crazy to me is like let's say someone says something about you let's say um it's like something something that's top of mind for me right now um andrew you're you're lazy i feel like i haven't been working hard enough but that's something i kind of always think about myself if someone said that to me and i got offended what does that really mean 
Right. I'm internalizing that yeah. shit. I believe that. I believe that I'm fucking lazy. Or, or on the flip side, it's something that I really fear becoming. Right. Because I do fear that shit. Too. And on some, yeah, dude, I, I re, I'm really scared uh, to become the person that I was when I was like 11. Who are you going to be 11? No, that that I was when I was 11. Oh, 11. Oh, okay. Yeah, got I was it. just, I was just this lazy little fucking like, gamer kid, and there's nothing wrong with that necessarily. But it was like I had no drive, I had no ambition, I had, you know, no goals. I just wanted to play video games. And it's like I fear becoming that person again, who's not working, who's not striving for for a goal. You know. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you internalize that shit, what does that really say? Why is that the thing that's fucking you up? Because you're fucking scared about it. Yeah, that's right. It does scare you. Yeah. It scares me too. Wow. What, uh, what is the thing? Like, if someone right now were to... Excuse me. If somebody right now were just to be like, hey, Glenn, I got some feedback for you. What's the thing you dread hearing right now? Oh, the one I would dread hearing... Um, gosh. Feedback? Real feedback? You're not you're not blunt enough, or you're not like you're not blunt enough, like in a way where it's like real. Like sometimes I got, I got that's the one thing I think I, I got, I'm working on it, like being just real, like just yeah. up front, like hey, when something pisses me off, <clears throat> right then and there, but not saying it like hey, f yeah. you, f you, this, no, 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 being like hey, direct, very direct. That's one thing I'm I'm been learning. It's it's been a it's been an up, uphill journey. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. If someone says, "Hey, you're this," um, even when I when I went to Choice, right? right. Someone called me uh, a coward. Oh fuck! That word does something to me. Dude. That word does something to me. <laughs> Why? Why does it do something to me? Because on some level, I fear that I am. Dude, I, and dude, he looked me straight in the <sighs> eyes. This guy named Max, basketball player. He's like 22 years old or 20 years old. He's super <clears throat> tall. I mean, he went to go play at the Japan. I mean, I love mm. him to death, like one of my coaches. And, dude, he just looked me straight in the eyes. And I was like, dude, you're a coward. And I was like, <sighs> damn. I was like, I can feel it because like, I can know this guy's not This guy's not a coward. <laughs> so Holy I felt shit. it in him. Oof. Me and he looked me right in the eye, dude, and I cried, dude. I cried, like, dude, yeah. you saved my life, like, and I, I've I've said, hey, you saved my life so many times to certain people, yeah, and that's because I, I finally realized, oh, that means to me that you told me the truth. It's yeah. something I needed Whoa, to hear. Shit, that's why I say it now. I realize, like, Ugh. I look back, I was like, oh, you saved my life. Oh, it's because someone told me what I needed to hear. Fuck, dude. yeah, dude. You know what? You know what's even fucking wild, or even more wild too, is that. Because I've, I've thought about that before where it's like, man, how many times have I said, oh, God, this saved my life. Oh, man, without this, I would I'd be dead right now. And it's like, dude, there have been, th- those are basically just all little paradigm shifts for us, you know? That's right. Like every time that that comes up, man, you changed my life. Man, you saved my life. Man, this saved my life, whatever it is. So it's like, those were all various times that, like you said, someone told us the truth or we had something just come come into us or come into our fucking brain that just made us go, Oh shit! I can be better than I am. Exactly. Exactly. That's weird. And and thanks to you, well, which we'll talk about that. That's going to be next the Choice Center thing. Um, but I want to talk to actually about your business too. Um, yeah. Here's one thing I love about your business, by the way. So Andrew is uh, Pride Fitness and Movement, right? Yes. yes okay. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, switch the name. Do you put this on YouTube? I can't remember. I do put this on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. We'll link link my channel or whatever right here. In or fact, at the end. In fact, you know what? Um, link the video. Uh, 
of the podcast episode I did with you. Okay, perfect. Yes. Yeah, just link it like right above my head. So yeah, backwards. Yes. Okay, yeah. perfect. And we'll link your channel at the end too. So right. Yeah. For, oh, for okay, sure. For cool, sure. Cool. Yeah. So I wanna I wanna say some a really big compliment on your business. The one thing that I noticed is your assessments. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best thing I've ever seen by far because my misconception or my thought process was when I go to the gym or I'm hiring somebody that's a trainer, the first thing we're gonna do is do a bunch of push-ups, weights, and we're just, oh, hey, you gotta do this. Oh, hey, you gotta do that. Oh, mm-hmm. go to the sauna. Oh, mm-hmm. go swim. Go do this. Oh, And then they're just gonna keep doing you, hammering it, hammering mm-hmm. it. I don't roll that way. Um, but you, what I loved about what you did, you're like, I, I keep calling you like a mechanic. Right. right? You're like a mechanic. You do the like, hey, I'm a I'm a Lexus, and you're gonna look for what's wrong with this Lexus, not right. put like a Ford or a Toyota parts in me. Right. And you're gonna find things like, hey, you know, your back's like this. Hey, you're this, this, this. So you literally, what I saw in your process was, I literally did like what, just stretches, stretches mm-hmm. and breathing exercises for mm-hmm. like two, three months, yeah. just so I can get my form back. And yeah. then you little bit of weight little bit away but i saw what you were doing where you were just like this little demonstration this stretch or this little tiny weight is going to make you so you can lift the bigger weights and it's just a it's like this flow and it's Mm -hmm. and now i'm like deadlifting what is it 275 bro that's just so crazy (laughs) yeah you um because what do you weigh right now uh how much i weigh yeah what do you weigh right now uh 165 yeah so you're dude you're you're not that far away from deadlifting twice your body weight Oh, that's right, huh? Yeah. That's right. Okay. And that's some shit. <laughs> that is. Yeah. All right. Sweet. That's weird, dude. Yeah, you got, what, 50, 60 pounds to go or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's crazy. So, so what, what What? inspired you to do the the assessment first? Like, what? what? Um, a lot of it was just, like, where did I learn it or what was it that really kind of Like, what click? Like, hey, this is the way to go. Um well, a, a lot of the asset, not all of them, but I'll say probably 50, 60% of the assessments that I do um, were things that I learned from Paul Check, And the other 50 to, you know, 40% or so um, are uh, things that I learned from FMS, functional movement screening, um, Squat University, and just like a bunch of physical therapy manuals. So like I, I own a couple PT manuals mm. that I've like, you know, just learned, hey, here's what the optimal range of motion is for a joint. Here's how you assess that. And here's what to do if it's not. And here's what might be happening when someone exercises. That sh- So it's like, for example, I can watch someone squat. And this is like really basic shit, but it's like I can watch someone squat and see, okay, well, what are their ankles, knees, hips doing? And what does that mean about their body? And it's like, there's a lot of stuff in PT manuals where it's like, okay, is someone feeling p- uh, feeling pain in like this part of their knee? okay, well, check this joint, check this joint, check this range of motion. So it's like a lot of it, it sounds funny to say that these are basic things that anybody can learn, but because that's what everything is, you know, anybody can learn anything, but it's like you could probably buy a PT manual, look up a joint and figure out every single assessment that you can do for that joint. And while that would be useful, it doesn't take in the entire picture of how the body works. You're not just a set of knees or your hips or your shoulders or your upper back. You are all these things and how they influence each other. Right. When one tire is like more bald than another on your car, it fucks your car up. And that's just a fucking tire. But people will be like, oh, you know, I can't rotate my hand uh, as much as I can rotate another. That's fine. What? You have one body. 
Like, you're not going to be able to replace, uh, you know, whatever ends up happening, you know, up the arm because of that. Like, it might, maybe it's your elbow, maybe it's your shoulder, maybe right. it's, you know, something that has to do with how, how you're extending your spine. And you only have one of those. I was obsessed with figuring that shit out about myself. <laughs> I didn't like the idea that I was going to have to pay somebody else. I just kept fucking learning and learning and learning. And to the degree that my friend Glenn is like, hey, when are you going to like stop learning and just like start applying all this shit? And I like, sometimes I have to have him actually like really yeah make me pump the brakes on education sometimes and mm. just be like hey um you have done so much information cultivation you need to give it out to the world what is it yeah. information cultivation Inter- yeah yeah <laughs> just like just you know keep on grabbing keep on learning and it's like so yeah i just i really wanted to find a way to i really wanted to find a way to solve my problems naturally so what do I need to stretch? What do I need to strengthen? What do I need to eat? What do I need to stop eating? What do I need more of? Um, all these different things. And like, you know, a lot of that stems from the fact of, uh, you know, my, my early teenage years from like, from like eh, puberty. So what, 10, 11, 12, something like yeah. that. Probably until I was like 16 or 17, I was on just a big old cocktail of drugs, like antidepressants, ADHD medication, sleep medication. And it, quote, solved the problem, but it fucked me up, man. So it's like, I could finally focus in school. I wasn't depressed anymore, Mm. but I was exhausted always. I didn't have any personality. I couldn't fucking be friends with people. So then it's like, at some point in time, I remember just being like, I'm done taking these and I didn't tell my mom I just stopped taking them and that was when I started getting more into guitar and suddenly ADHD kind of starts fading away depression starts fading away a little bit oh do I have ADD and depression and guys this is not medical advice but like it kind of became this thing where I'm like do I have ADHD and depression or am I just disinterested in everything that I'm doing and I don't feel like I have a drive towards something the and again not medical information not medical advice (laughs) but i think i think adhd in the case of men has a lot to do with the fact that we are taught to learn a way that we don't necessarily learn effectively we generally men generally don't learn out of books very well men tend to learn through application or visually seeing something done so um you know, the uh, I had to replace a radiator in my Jeep a little while ago. If I read how to replace the radiator in my Jeep, I probably wouldn't have figured it out. But I watched a video and had someone who has done a radiator repair before and had him watching me and explaining what I was doing and pointing everything out. So suddenly it's me physically doing it. It's me watching him do some stuff and it's him correcting me in real time as opposed to just, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. No. So it's like, but I, I remember that nine hour period of going through all these repairs and fixing a bunch of other stuff and talking to him about this entire process so clearly. And I didn't pick my phone up the entire time. I was just super honed in and focused on this. And it's like, that kind of became the thing was, okay, well, what grabs my attention right now? And for a while it was music, it still is music, but now it's been fitness for like 10 years. I fucking love it. Dude. It's just, it's so cool. Like learning about it and understanding it and, you know, having a, a, a friend or, or a client or a family member come up to me and say, um, you know, Hey Andrew, I have this going on. And I go, Oh, 
send me a video of you doing this, this, and that. And they're like, they're like okay. And then I get a text the next day and they go, uh, hey, those stretches, those exercises, those this, those that, it feels better. I'm like, fuck yes. <laughs> That's so fucking cool. <laughs> like, I love it, dude. That's awesome, man. And then like, man, like, it, was, it was the same thing with depression. I finally had something to focus on. And there are periods of time, even in uh, all this fitness stuff, where I'll kind of notice it. You know, I notice myself slip back into it and I go, why? Hmm. What is it that I'm not interested in right now? Why is it that I'm not interested in this? Is this becoming too easy? Is this not challenging anymore? Is this not grabbing my time? Whatever the fuck it might be, you know? But it forces me to kind of look inward. How do I solve this problem with myself, with how I think, with how I feel, with the exercise, the diet, the this, the that, the other, you know, what's the natural way to solve these problems? And there's not always a natural solution. But for me, it has been 95% of the time, you know? Wow. Obviously, I'm not going to eat a broken wrist into being better. I'm not going to exercise a broken wrist into being better. Right, right, right. But hey, once I put that plate in, suddenly I could massage and exercise it back to proper function. Right. Yeah. And just studying it and doing... Yeah, just understanding just it. Just understanding it. Yeah. yeah. I do. I love, I love what you do, man. I just... Um, it's changed my life completely. Like, it's been cool working with you. Oh, I, there's, love, I love it. I've, I've said this to you before, but there's like a handful of people that I can just say, do this. And I don't have to check in. You just do it. You know? And uh, I like that because, one, it shows that you actually want to do it. You, you, want, you want the results. You don't want a fucking babysitter. I think that's cool. Yeah, I don't I want anybody right. telling me what to do. Yeah. That's one thing I don't like people telling yeah. me what to do. One, it's extremely rare because the majority of clients that PTs end up working with is, you know, somebody wants um, someone who's going to keep them accountable, which is a part of it, obviously, because there's, there's been once or twice, maybe in the last 11 months that I've said, uh, hey, did you do this? And you're like, oh, man, not this week. And you say, I'll do it next week. And then guess what? You do it next week. <laughs> yeah, the creatine. Hey, yeah. buy creatine. No, buy creatine. No, buy creatine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I finally bought it, and I was like, dude, it's. Yeah. And, I, and I, I had to change my mindset on you. I would always say, dude, I'm gonna prove you wrong. Yeah. I want to prove I'm, this. This creatine is not gonna work. I'm gonna mm -hmm. buy it just for you, and, <laughs> and it works. Like yeah. everything you told me has worked. Like my back, everything has changed. My form, I love it. And I'll do your. I'm gonna do a one year. Yeah, yeah. Like what you were telling dude, me. Dude, that's a good that mobility idea. movement one. Oh, you like that one? That's yeah. so sick, dude. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was really happy when I uh, when I found those videos again because I was just like, I remember I ha I saw that before in my eye or in my head where it was just you hunched over like a fucking gremlin picking that shit up and I was just like, I I remember the moment that I recorded that and I was just like, oh fucking shit! Like it was bad enough that I almost was like, I have to tell him to fix this because he might hurt himself. Right. But the, the weight was so light that I wasn't really worried about it. But like, Got it. oh, dude, it was so like. Oh gosh, I know I saw that in my back right here. Yeah, and I, I literally was just like, ah, oh, dude, I, sometimes I get excited seeing shit like that when people just move so badly because I'm like, you are going to be just the most glowing before and after. <laughs> and, and, and there it is. Right. I, I showed um, uh, my client right at, wait, yeah, my, right after, right? Two after you, two after okay, you. Um, I showed her those videos because she's a PT and massage therapist. Uh huh. And she was like, holy shit. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> dude, when you, keep people, when you get people moving right, they're just everything is better. Dude, I make more money. Yeah. I have a girlfriend now. Yeah. <laughs> I 
I'm doing things. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my help. My brother knows mm-hmm. that, like, hey, dude, why are we eating differently now? Mm-hmm. Blame Andrew. <laughs> and he's like, yes, like, we're finally eating fish. Yeah. Like, he's been telling yeah. me to eat fish for so long. Dude, when I came over here the other day, he was, like, asking me, like, he asked me a couple, like, health questions. And I was like, fuck yeah, this is cool. <laughs> yeah, this is my Here, real quick. Cheers this last, yeah, uh, last one. this last cookie. Sweet. Cheers to uh, getting friends and family to fucking take care of themselves. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. Hmm. Well, I want to talk about one more thing. Um... Um, do want to talk about Choice Center because it's something that we went together, Um, and I think that's it's really important because it has changed my life. Mm -hmm. Even to the it's been one year since yeah, almost a year, exactly a year. Been a year, year and a half for me. Mm -hmm. So, what was your experience like? What was that, and why did you reach out to me? Do I have your permission to go, like, as deep as possible? Like, can I go real heavy with this? This is all raw. No cuts, all, like, the ums. I like all of it. Not talking about any of the specific exercises or anything, but just, like, real deep into, like, my my own experience of it. (laughs) I didn't want to go. My friend was trying to get me to go. And it's really weird because... I've never doubted him on anything. Anytime he's told me something, told me something, told me to do something, read something, learn something, whatever, I did it. Because I fully trusted him. Um, he actually just had a baby. And it was really funny because I was talking about it and I was like, hey, I'm glad, I'm glad I could be your warm up. Because like, I, was, I was kind of his like pseudo kid for a minute, you know, I was so fucking lost. Oh, right. But this person that I saw as like a father figure when he brought up choice. I didn't want to do it. Um, told me about his experience, and I was like, hey, that's cool for you, man. That sounds fucking terrible. <laughs> like, just everything that he was saying about it, I was like, that's awesome. I would hate to do that. And um, I don't know what finally got me to do it, hmm. actually. You know what? It was. Um, I met a couple other people who, who went and were like, hey, it was really, really worthwhile. And I was like, all right, fine. So... I finally did it and I get there and I'm paranoid, terrified, freaked the fuck out. I have so many trust issues. Like this is, this is where we're going to get deep everybody. And like, you know, as trigger warning, we're going to talk about like child sex abuse and stuff like that. So just a little disclaimer there. Um, I developed a lot of trust issues through my life Mm. um, because of, you know, getting sexually abused as a kid because of, um, you know, my dad abandoning me because of, uh, you know, various uh, father figures kind of popping in and then abruptly leaving. And um, I was just so fucking scared. And I don't know what it was about this seminar that, you know, him telling me just immediately sent the red flags up, but I didn't, uh, when I finally did it, I mean, even I, even when I got there, I was still just like fucking scared. Yeah. Still just paranoid, freaking the fuck out of everything about it, man. Just, ah, ah, fuck. <laughs> tackle sticking up like crazy right and we get there and we go through a handful of exercises and stuff like that and the the weird thing is um there were two things that there were several things that really came out of it um but one of the big things was um 
it made me stop fearing platonic intimacy with with men. You know, there was a period of time where a man putting his hand on my upper back just fucking freaked me the fuck out. Like, I mean, yeah, I would just like get super aggressive immediately. Did not like it. Right. Um, And I actually remember the very last day uh, going up to my coach who is another thing that I had a big fear of was people who were bigger than me. And I'm, I'm fucking six, three, like 190 pounds. I'm not a small guy. So when someone's bigger than me, they're fucking big. And he was like six, five, six, six, two eighty. Arik, big fucking guy. He's a big guy. And I walked up to him at the end of it and just hugged him. And I just fucking cried. I just fucking sobbed at the end of this shit when it was all said and done. And that was probably one of the first times since being a kid that I felt okay fully emotionally just like opening up to 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 someone, not to mention someone bigger than me who was also a male. And there was so much that went into that and so much that had to be broken down to like get me to that point. But there were many parts of choice that I fucking hated. But would I do them all again, knowing that that is going to be the outcome? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. fucking <laughs> Right. And it shifted Yeah. everything, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, I mean, to put it plainly, you know, sometimes the thing that you need is not what you want. Tell me about it. You know? Um, but yeah, dude, it was just, it was such a surreal experience. And then, I think what it was with you, the reason that I wanted you to do it was you were one of the people in in the business in Amway that I was like, this person wants something. He is, he is, he is as happy as he is going to get with where he is in his life. And I knew that you could do more, which meant that you could be happier. Right. Which is like a really fucking weird way to say you weren't doing enough and I could see that you were depressed. <laughs> which which says what about me? I wasn't doing enough and I was depressed. That's right. That's interesting. And you were one of the people who was really trying. And I remember talking to you about it where you and I were both just fucking shattered when the business didn't work out, when it wasn't what we believed that it was. And I was like fuck dude I have to get Glenn to believe that this isn't what that is and I made that call and I was like thank god that I have so much fucking sales skills thank god I learned so much in sales because there were there were so many pre-qualifying questions that I said just to get you to fucking get over this hump and get over this hump and get over this hump because what were the things that I needed to get you past Glenn needs to trust me Glenn needs to believe that I have his best his best um, interest in mind Glenn needs to not be worried about money and Glenn needs to be able to have a goal that he's pushing to do you remember what the goal was that I made you think about uh Gosh, I don't even remember. It was this. Really? Yeah. Shooting content. Full time. Oh, right. Yes. You're right. You're right. I remember right. I remember the exact corner lot right. that I was standing on when I called you. You're right. 
there were four little concrete blocks that I was pacing back and forth on on the sidewalk as I was talking to you. And as I, as I was talking to you, I had this thing that my other friend Glenn Dawson told me where he said, and this was about training, if you don't get them to do this, it is your fault that they don't get the results that they need. And I thought about that. Fuck, if I don't get Glenn to do this, he is going to be stuck here. And I, that was like a fucking personal responsibility. Like on me, I have to, I have to get him to do this. Yeah. So then it becomes, um, do you believe that I would tell you to do something that is going to be negative for you? And you said, no. And I said, okay, so if I talk to you about something that I truly believed is going to help you, you believe that it is not to enrich myself. It is not to make my life better anyway. It is 100% to get to you, right? And you're like, yes. And I was like, if I told you that there was something that I believe is going to get you to this next step that is going to help you work through all these fucking sticking points that you have, get you past all this bullshit, and you could afford it, would you do it? And you said, yeah. And I said, God, what was it? I was like, do you have $500? And I think you said, I don't know. Yep. And I was like, when will you know? And you were like, <laughs> like I don't know. And then... I actually ended up fundraising that $500 for you because I was like, you don't, you remember yeah, that, right? Remember yeah. That, yeah. yeah. I was like, year. I was like, fuck, this is the thing that's going to hold him back. He's down to do it. He's this, he's that, he's blah, 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 but fucking $500. No. And I like ended up like fundraising that money and shit like that. And I was like, Hey, if I get you this down payment, we do it. And you said, yeah. And I was like, fucking perfect. Boom. Yep. That was that. And it's crazy because I almost didn't go. I know. That's what's right? even crazier. And, but it was like perfect. Like I had a bad client and I was so depressed, man. I was like so bummed out. And dude, I drank it all. I smoked. I did whatever I could to like get it out of like, just like whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, uh, was it Don, Don, Donnell? Uh, yeah. She called me. And right. I was just, I just being honest. Like you paid for it already, mm-hmm. whatever. And I was like. I just sent her a voice message, you know, I don't even know who she was, like, you know, I'm going through this, 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 I was just being vulnerable, 100%, and she's like, hey, look, just come, just come, can you do that, and I was like, dude, I don't have any money right now, <clears throat> and I was like, whatever, I just took whatever I had, mm-hmm. I drove, I didn't tell anybody for the first two days that I slept in my car, wow, I slept in my car, I had to go drive in wow. the Red Canyons, and I slept mm-hmm. there, I was like, and I took a bath in my, like, with I bought mm-hmm. a cooler right. and I put all my snacks and whatever mm-hmm. water. I just used that fucking towel off and, shit. Yeah, and yeah. then I went found a what is it a trucker stop the mm-hmm. next day to take a good shower. But I literally slept in my car for two Fuck, days and then dude. the next day, the last day, I told people I was like, "Well, you know, hey, you know, we're becoming friends. Hey, can you, you know, maybe right, right. can I crash at your place?" And I'm like, "Why you been sleeping in your car?" Yep. So someone bought me a hotel. Wow, it was wow, really cool. Man. That's crazy. I was like, yeah. "Coach, uh, who's it, Matt, Mindy." Mindy, I don't know if you know Mindy yet. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, yeah, man, those things changed my life. And the whole thing changed my life. I found my self-worth. Yeah. I found my self-worth. I found who I'm, what, I'm, what I'm about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, like, especially in leadership. That's what helped completely change yeah. my life. Leadership was crazy, man. That was my least favorite part. And I got so much out of it, which is funny. I know. Yeah. Oh gosh! But I do want to say I do want to read this to you. Yeah. Hey, you wrote me. Is it cool if I write this? Oh, to you? dude! You wrote. Yeah. Me. Wow. I know. 
<laughs> I saved it. <laughs> Glenn, this is what a year ago? A year ago, Glenn, you began. You began as the funny YouTube Arizona cans guy, yeah. then became the guy, the guy people only had good things to say about. Then became the dude in front of the house in a suit, and you stayed as that guy for a while. We both did. I think when the business fell out, it hit you and I the hardest. We lived it. It was everything for us because it was our escape, our chance to be great, and we felt lost after. You and I both scrambled and both got into something new. We needed purpose again. I went to Europe because I saw you become the guy who dropped everything and traveled. Then the big shift happened. The guy who dropped everything to build something he loves, but most importantly, most importantly, you are now the guy who is growing the thing he loves. You inspire me, Glenn. Glenn, the blessings I I see in you are love, kindness, and the warmest heart. I see I drive. I see I drive. That it is so intense that I eat. That it even scares you sometimes. I see a man, a genuine man who does not stop. Someone who, someone who does everything he can to level up and grow and fill the shoes to optimize that position. I see someone who despises every setback, says thank you for the lesson, and gets back up to keep on pushing. Our paths keep crossing for a reason, man. What I've been able to do, thanks to you, is something I can never thank you enough for. The ripples you create in others' loves may go unrealized for years, but know that those ripples go, always grow in waves. You are power. I love you, Glenn. I love Thank you, man. you, man. I really appreciate this. You know, these are the things that I keep me going. These are reminders for me to be like, hey, I got something, and that's why I'm so, I'm, 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 I'm very grateful to be your friend. I'm very grateful to be your friend, man. I'm very yeah. grateful to have you as a part of my life. I can't believe that that was a single page that just summed up this entire conversation. <laughs> That was almost fucking word for word, exactly like this conversation. That is also, I, I love that there were so many typos on that because that is so yeah. on brand for me. I'm the fucking king oh, of typos, man. but Jesus, man, like that was literally piece by piece the conversation that we just had. That is fucking crazy, man. Because of this, I've actually found like, like really serious about being with too, like in choice. I found someone that I, I like generally like we have a strong connection right. and. Like if it wasn't for choice, and I hated her. Yeah, I hated her. I'm like, oh gosh, and I told her already. Yeah. <laughs> but I started like all the people I hated in in there. Like mm -hmm. there's good friends like Bishop, Venus, like all these people I hated. Tiffany, I hated them, but I became best mm -hmm. friends. Like we talked mm -hmm. to, we still talk every single day. Mm -hmm. I'm like, gosh, it's because there was something in me that I really liked in them I'm, right. I'm sure it was and they were just or more something authentic. in them that you didn't like that you didn't like about yourself exactly <laughs> there was something in there so it's all it's just yeah it's changed my life man there was a guy named errol um who was in my my group and uh tall muscular white guy with a little bit of an attitude guess who i fucking couldn't stand the tall, muscular, white guy with, with a little bit of an attitude. Because I just saw everything about myself that I was either scared to be or that I didn't like. And um, I got partnered up with him immediately. And I was fucking pissed. <laughs> and I still talk to him. You still talk to him? Still talk to him. Yeah. <sighs> Crazy, man. Anyways, Andrew, that's all I got. Hey, hey I saved man. this letter for you. And... Uh, 
Yeah, that's that's dude. That's, hang on to that. Yeah, I kind of I kind of want that to come up like five years from now. You know, like it's it's crazy that you um. It's crazy that that letter was so genuine, that it could just come out authentically again, just from us talking. Yeah, that's what's so crazy to me. Yeah, is that that was just so genuinely like what I thought and felt about you. Right. It makes me happy and. You know, I, I'm, I'm sure those things will be true in, in five years, you know? Exactly. And yeah. I think, uh, I really believe we'll, we're going to, like, our dreams are going to come true, like, yeah. 100%. Like, it's all reality. Yeah. What we, what we really want and what we envision. And, and I, mm-hmm. I already see it in you. I see mm-hmm. you putting in the work. And I'm sure you see me put the work. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Yeah, so you've seen yeah. it all. <laughs> all right. Give me a hug, bro. All right, man. Love oh. you, dude. Oh, bro. Goddamn. <laughs> Anyways, that was it for Glenn's Mobile Podcast. This was Andrew at Pride Fitness and Pride Movement, fitness right? And yeah, movement. Pride yes, Fitness yes. and Movement. And yeah. where can we find you at? Uh, at Andrew PFM um, on every social networking site except Twitter. Um, you can find my YouTube at Pride Fitness and Movement or on Instagram at Pride Fu- Fitness and Movement. Um, and yeah, if you ever have any coaching questions, if you ever have any. PT, nutrition, massage questions, yada, yada. Go ahead and get a hold of me there. Or subscribe to his channel, too, because yeah. he has a YouTube channel. That's the stuff that I shoot, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he shoots all my content, guys. Go check him out. Okay. Can, I, can, right. I, can I do the sign-off? What is, what is it? Can I do my sign-off that I do on my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so until next time, guys, my name's Andrew with Pride. This is Glenn with... Uh, Glenn's Mobile Podcast. And we'll see y'all later. <laughs>